0: good everybody what's up it is Robert and we're back to back straight into the mix we're going we've gone telcos now we're moving into the banking we have got the bro Kana Luke uh, GM at um, SME uh, at BNZ for SMEs and enterprise partnerships how are you bro good good how are you Robert um, we we're just talking about just a couple of things you've the banking sector has been doing some hours and with where you sit within the bank it's clear that you have been smashing some overtime do they pay you by the hour for every hour after 20 hour days how does it work <laughs> I mean I, I
1: I wish it doesn't quite work like that my man uh, you certainly got to push it push the barrows uh, in, in terms of the hours to get stuff done because your customers need it right so uh, can, can we just, just quickly
0: moment. let's let's jump to the more impressive issues here Kana. Yeah, you've got a name badge on in your house.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, I you bet you're wearing boxes. You're wearing boxes.
1: <laughs> it's uh, you don't worry about what the duck feet are doing underneath the water. It's all about <laughs> the uh, pristine vision above it.
0: Jeez, now nah, I, I like. I'm sure you've you've been talking to many um, important people. That, that have been on the line so you've got to have some sort of level of decorum i'm sure but no i appreciate your time yeah. bro you've you've had flipping heaps on it's been chaos so for the um those who don't know maybe give yourself a quick bit of quick intro to the to, to the to the masses i think we've got my mum is watching and maybe um auntie ann might be watching as well so i think we're at we're at two people but yeah mum wants to know who you are but yeah feel free to introduce yourself now uh that,
1: awesome kia ora uh yeah kāna luke a general manager uh at uh, Biz, uh bnz and uh obviously it was you know really focused in terms of the financial industry over the last few years so uh been working with bnz for about the last five years and uh, we're covering a lot of ground at the moment in, in terms of what we're doing for both our consumer customers in the retail setting and and also our SME customers who are a really important part of the economy so that's me
0: i have um i've told a few people i've milked your sound bite from your thing so many times where you said that 97 percent of new zealand businesses are small businesses with employees under 20 and that is a massive, massive number, right? So, uh, maybe talk about what do you think, like, this is what has this meant for New Zealand as a whole? Like, this pause, what does it actually meant? Yeah,
1: so good question, Robert. I think if you look at the economy as a whole, you know, 97% of the economy is made up of SME enterprises. So, now that's a big chunk of the economy, and what that equates to is about four hundred ninety-nine thousand companies or entities. Now, if you mm-hmm. if you look at that, in 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 that there is three hundred sixty-three thousand of those entities are actually they have no employees, so they're effectively self-employed people or people with side hustles, people just you know jamming in the economy and, and making their way, or who don't want to be on paye. And then so the rest of those are, are actually trading functioning businesses and, and they cover all walks of life in terms of every industry you can think of, whether it be tourism, hospitality, manufacturing, wholesale trade, retail trade, you name it, they cover it. And and that's the backbone of, of what's happening around the country where we've got uh, lockdown at the moment. Lock, lockdown, A lot of these businesses aren't trading. And so hmm. that government support package that's out there, plus banks are, are having to work really hard to make sure we can try and uh, support people through this.
0: So I was going to ask that, right? So when when um, Jacinda threw the hammer on, I think it was like Monday at one forty, and they're like, cool, in 48 hours we're going to do this, this, this. When did, talking to the telcos was interesting because obviously, um, you know, they're plugged into countries like Italy and they've been able to see what's potentially coming down the pipeline and how, how they've sort of reacted to it. How, how soon were banks thinking about what this might do to New Zealand and where the, what potential plans would come into play? Because surely these, you know, you're talking about billion, billions and billions of dollars. Surely these scenarios were like, hey, if this thing here, when did you guys start thinking about what may happen and what potentially you might have to do?
1: Uh, well, look for us. We we actually do scenario testing and planning uh, on a regular basis, and so we we actually plan for things like this, and we test scenarios and what happens to the economy, what happens to overall liquidity, and we start stress testing. Uh, you know what we might need to do, and and I, I think there's been a couple of things that have really helped us along the pathway. The first one is, you know, our cousins across the ditch experiencing force majeure event with the fires uh, that, you know, that's really yeah. helped us think about other things that really impact uh, the economy. And then for us, the closer to home, we had um, a couple of events at the Christchurch Mosque, uh, you know, post-earthquakes. Mm-hmm. We've had the earthquakes, we had the mosque, then we had the convention centre fire. What, what that did for us as a bank, it, it enabled us to enact our BCP planning and then we, we what what does that mean? Our business continuity planning, where you have to change your base of operations and and start from somewhere else, and so we were able to get up really quickly within a couple of days uh, and have we, we had you know three and a half four thousand people working from home, uh, in a, in in a couple of days. So. You know that that's a really good plug for you know our teams at working back at the office to make sure we can work remotely uh, from from anywhere and everywhere. Uh, but look, what these events mean is that um, we're seeing more and more of these you know things come out impacting economies. I think it's different to. Uh, like the GFC, primarily because the GFC was located in subprime mortgage, you know, market debt, and and you can use uh, monetary policy and fiscal policy to change that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But here you're talking about every single economy around the globe being impacted in some way shape or form you know mm. so so for us it was really prudent and important that we understood what we were facing understood what the government was thinking about and and then acting and and we did that so we you know we worked really hard we put our teams together uh, and we sat down and got gave ourselves some goals of really being ready able to serve our customers uh, across the board, and I think, you know, as of as of this morning, we've already had over ten and a half thousand businesses, uh, and and we, we've helped way more, you know, individual mm. uh, customers on the consumer side. So, you know, we're we're in good stead to to support our customers through this.
0: Hmm. I, I wonder, like the the unification of potential competitors has been quite remarkable and very Kiwi to watch right like talking to Jason Paris you know CEO of Vodafone and Jolie from Spark around how they're all on the same cause of like what can we do together how much um collaboration and and obviously comms have happened between all the different banks to what type of collective strategy has everyone been on the same page with for this
1: yeah uh, that's a good another good question the economy well really- thank you Carter then- it's the whiskey <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. The economy is really important, I think, to all the banks. And so, you know, through the New Zealand Banking Association, you know that when this started to come out, uh, they got together with all the banks really early, and the banks are starting to share. You know um, what impact things were having, and you know in, in terms of working together around branch operation hours, how we're actually supporting our customers, and what that looks like. And then, you know, I, certainly the banks working together through the New Zealand Banking Association on um, task force with the government to help understand what the support packages might look like and how they might need to get those out and, and what they uh, what they will look like. So there's there's definitely uh, that. Uh, vehicle which has been used really well because you've got to talk to not just the government you have to talk to like the reserve bank you have to talk to uh, treasury you have to talk to the government themselves and you have, then you have to go through the industry dynamics of uh, what it means and we're all whilst we're in the same industry we're all different we all have different policies and procedures etc uh, but the greater good of wanting to do the right thing by New Zealand I think has, has come to the fore across certainly across the banking industry
0: mm. when the when you how many staff does BNZ have how big is it
1: uh so it's about a uh, close to about four and a half thousand odd staff and uh at bnz
0: geez how many how many locations
1: uh so we're located well it depends what you mean by location but we're located right throughout the country so we have essentially over 150 odd uh, uh branch sites Branches. and then we have yep. our 33 partner centers across the country as well
0: so the the percentage of yeah, it's there's a, there's a lot of people, right? And I'm just thinking about the the headspace of how many how many of the six and a half thousand had not really tried or worked in a virtual environment before. How big of a how big of a jump was it for many? Was it because that's quite a um, radical leap for obviously everyone. But what percentage is already kind of messing with the the virtual worlds that you were sort of playing in? How how tough of a jump was it to to get all those stuff? I guess thinking about this new world of of what was happening in terms of commerce.
1: Uh, well, look, I think uh, certainly for us, it's a lot of, we have a lot of flexible working arrangements anyway, people working from home. Uh, we try and, you know, move some work around for workflow, uh, you know, purposes and work management. And so, as I said, we, we'd we done it before and, and tried some of our critical services, you know, working from home and any type of business continuity planning event. And so mm. for us, that was not it wasn't a big thing. It was making sure we could mobilise the resiliency of our tech, making sure that people had access to the right componentry, and then just getting up and getting on with it. And look, I, I've been amazed, and certainly uh, with our company and and what BNZ's doing to to support its its people, and and also um, what we our people are doing to support their customers. You know, like people are getting on and getting stuff done. Uh, you talked about it before. What what this has done is accelerated the move into into digital and utilising the yeah. tools that that are available which which i think is great for new zealand as a whole great for Mm. customers it's great for new zealand and that's been one of our as you know our 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 pet um plays to to really drive into the space particularly with businesses and the information around api sharing and uh and and having a more dynamic look at um at businesses
0: yeah i I was going to actually get to that from the strategy side of things so you know when we were um We're talking to uh, Clive Omerod, CEO of uh, Les Mills. You know, they got 25,000 flipping gyms around the world, all sorts of crazy shit. And and I was like, oh, so, you know, how's this, you know, potentially tweak the strategy to, you know, reimagine or reset what's going on, blah, blah. And he was like, bro, it didn't change our strategy at all. All I did was made, you know, three years to three weeks or three days, <laughs> you know, it just changed the whole thing up. So you kind of wonder in certain situations, there's going to be, I guess, brave leadership with with big goals and missions that they've been trying to do to shift an entire ecosystem of a, of these cruise ships of big corporates or governments or councils or, or, or different sectors. So from a yeah. banking perspective of where you think the future of, I guess, finance is going, for you, it sounds like it's pretty much the same thing. It's just amplified all these different, it's probably sped up. Sorry, accelerated all these different yeah. sort of ideas and thinking, right?
1: Well, I think it's done it's done both. I think it's accelerated the ideas into that uh, space and, and amplified it because if you think about um, think about businesses that had to stop on day dot and lockdown and they went home and then if those businesses weren't digitally active, then all of this stuff, if they didn't pick it up from their workplace or their office or their accountant and have it, they don't really have access to it. Mm -hmm. And that information is is critical information in terms of running your business going forward. So it could mean the difference between survival or or not. And most of the stuff these days for businesses is locked into SaaS-based solutions, cloud-based accounting, CRM, ERP systems, which you can get all that information on. Um, you you, t- you tag that together with your banking information and your transactional data and your spend patterns and those sorts of things yeah you can tell what what's happened to your creditors and your debtors you can tell who hasn't paid you you can you, you know you can start to get a real um dynamic daily feel for what's actually going on and, and look for us we we're, we're there because we've got our platform there you know and what's happened with that is a lot more people have come on board and say wow this is great wish i'd done this sooner uh, so these sorts of events have actually triggered people to change their behaviours as well, which we think is a positive thing for New Zealand. We think, uh, moving forward, mm. you know, you get a lot more people connected digitally, then they, then they can understand what they can do with that. Then you can actually help them with their business, particularly trading through this period and trading out of this period.
0: Mm. You touched on a really interesting point about the whole data piece, because almost when you've got like forced visibility. And then there's all these new tools which you never know, and you've got you've you've almost you know found your way into this crazy new world of software and tech to see all this stuff which was never visible before. And I think you said something before was it a, was it the wording that a dynamic daily feel? Was that kind of the wording? Yeah. Like that's yeah. so accurate because then all, all of a sudden you you you're almost thinking when they come out of it they're they're thinking oh shit now I know how these things plug in and an API this and a yeah. out that and so and so. So in a weird way it's almost forced the world of business to get clued up way more in terms of awareness and education about what was potentially happening in their business because overnight they're having to stop not a single dollar is potentially coming in and they're going to look at every single dollar that's going out so in a weird way do you think this is kind of crash course educating so many people who potentially wouldn't have even thought about certain things in their business before is this like obviously there's a lot of carnage but net net in a weird way it's probably going to educate the masses to a new world of what digital and data can actually do right
1: uh, look, that's a, that's a thousand percent right, and and you know, hmm. we've got stories from you know seventy to eighty year old uh, customers coming in and learning how to use a smart ATM. You know, um, likewise, yeah. we've got the same stories today uh we had one where we had a an eight-year-old customer a lady learning how to use a smartphone for the first time and you know those are the unique situations that we're actually helping our customers with and then you've got the other end people jumping on in terms of their businesses where revenue is potentially impacted by maybe say 30 30 40 percent right where um, revenue lines are just dried up overnight and they're trying to think well geez i've got excess stock what do i Deal with it, how do I find another market? Can I get trade credit? How, you know, how to look after this stuff when I, I'm stuck on the non essential service. And, and what I've seen, uh, certainly in the last two weeks, is a proliferation of people getting into digital. And, and how they are doing it? E yep. commerce straight away, like yep. they're switching to e commerce, which you know, this is a Kiwi thing, right? To get in and use the tools and use that ingenuity and, and, and find another way around. And so I think yep. that that's really cool. and uh, And it just helps the acceleration of that journey. Um, in terms
0: of what we're doing yeah i think you know also touched on point there kind of around this idea where you know everyone's getting forced into these strategic potential huge monumental shifts to their businesses but then simultaneously being knowing that they're going to have to have hard conversations with people and usually Mm. the person they're most scared to talk to is the bank right what advice would you give a small business in new zealand that's tapped stressed stuffed mentally overwhelmed having to let people go stressing about flipping absolutely everything how would you what advice would you give them for their headspace of how to strategically approach this next wave if they don't feel like they've got support
1: yeah look people need to talk to their banks um, and certainly for us you know what's really critical is that uh, people understand what the options are if you if you're going to go anywhere you know certainly if you're going to talk to us and you're in business, You know we're gonna have a hard conversation. We're gonna to talk to you about what the reality of your situation is. And if you do it early and you understand what is your market, you understand what is your strategy, do you have a viable business to trade through? Do you not? And you understand what are the capabilities you need to support you through this time, uh, particularly around, oh, how do I change my fixed and variable cost base? How do I reduce some of those costs? How do I talk to my suppliers and get extension of terms? How do I get trade credit? You need to actually understand all the mechanics that make your business work. And then, obviously, the the biggest one uh, for us as a banker, we want people to have good balance sheets. So I think, you know, making sure you've got some ability to use some discounting in terms of moving some of your stock and your your inventory through. Um, There are a couple of other measures that you you could do to make sure that cash flow is still coming through. Uh, You know, as I said, hopefully you've got some retained earnings. You've got something that you've put away for a rainy day because that rainy day is here. Is obviously the government support mechanisms around that for your employees, uh, reducing the wages to 80%, getting, the, getting, getting a government subsidy. Uh, but then there's the real bank conversation around what is the bank really going to want to look at going forward for based on current situation. What does it mean to people to be lending to businesses through this period? And if you have your strategy, hmm. you know what the capabilities are you know if you you might need to add additional security you might need to take what's called a you know general security agreement and you might need to have put a personal guarantee on just to help get some funding to go through you know the next period um those are the types of things that we'll we will look at there are other things that we've already done, and we put in market. We put a, a, a product in market very quickly called Quippers that helps people get temporary range overdrafts very quickly. It's all digital. It's all online. You know, we've moved to digital really, really fast, which is which is great. Uh, but those are the things that that I think businesses are scared to mm. talk to their banks about. Um, but my advice is to say get all that stuff ready to have that conversation. And, and, you know, unfortunately, through this period, we're going to see some people who do really well, like everything. There's some people, businesses that we're working with now that are actually growing through this because they've got, you know, products or services that are really needed. We're going to see some people that need to write it out. And then we're mm. going to see some businesses that we're going to have to talk and have hard conversations with around. Hey, how do you trade through this and maybe close out and potentially look at saving what you have as your, of your asset base and then maybe mm. repackaging a little bit later down the track?
0: Yeah, I, I feel there's going to be a lot of like one page, you know, lean canvas, startup things done over this last little bit to, to try and reset what their business is doing, where it's going. You t- touched on a point there, interesting yeah. kind of around um, government support came for the em- em- employees and now they're making plays to help the employers. How do you think the speed of, of how they've acted has gone? Could they have gone faster? Could they go harder considering everything else they've kind of had to throw at it? Have they used the right mechanisms? Has has it been effective, big enough? Is enough of a bazooka to get things sort of rubbing in? Will there potentially be more in the more in the tank for for coming out of this thing? What's your sort of take on that?
1: Uh, so, look, look, my take on it is right at the outset, we're facing something we've never faced before. So there's no precedent for what we're doing at the moment. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think the government has yanked it. Uh, you know with best endeavors and to try and provide the right level of support to people uh, which which I'm very you know I'm very supportive of in in terms of that and I think uh, on on the whole uh, the banks will be supportive of of trying to maneuver to support people first and foremost because there's a lot of people that that need help. Uh, Secondly around you know when you're faced with an event that's never happened before uh, how do you know what you need to do and what you don't. I think mm. one of the best things that's happened at the moment is that there's a genuine willingness to evolve the thinking and iterate yep. it. And I know that uh, certainly the, the the government scheme for business that they're talking about, um, they've been heavily working together with the banking industry, run the, the um, you know the bankers association together with all the banks. And I think that's a really positive step uh, because you get uniformity with that, you get an understanding of what you can and can't do. Yeah, now, we're not at the final stages of that. Uh, you know, we're at the we're at the front gates of that. And I think that'll continue to evolve as as we go through as well.
0: And a lot so depends does... on so you know you go so lot depends on
1: how long lockdown lasts and how well uh you know how well people have set their businesses up for some liquidity to, to actually manage you know, their cash flow needs at this. I was gonna
0: ask so just practically does what the government send out like a Google Hangouts for all the CEOs of the banks and everyone just like jumps on? <laughs> like, oh, is this still a conference and everyone pushes out? Like, I'm just trying to think of the dynamics. Say, like, like, how does it, like, just kind of cheeky question. What are they, what does the government send out to do meetings? Are they like on Microsoft Teams or what do they do? Yeah, no, they you
1: join in on Teams and you can, you can work through, yeah, you can work through on Teams so people can video in and yeah, that, that, that's that, so that, funny. Move through the, um, yeah, through the dark ages, I think
0: yeah um so what does this look like coming out the back of this how do how does the i don't think exactly to your point before you know talking about the 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 last gfc going from this um subprime american uh housing market this is different because every single thing at every single level has stopped every single where in the world right so getting the wheels back rolling again how what does (laughs) this look like in practical terms people start moving again certain countries come in and out of it how does it go from zero back to to try and regain momentum of what was there lost all the bits but like how does the world restart financially after the shit show
1: yeah uh, look that's going to be uh, a great question in terms of strategy and and how you actually start engaging because before, prior to this uh the world was quite globalized and and lots mm. of people were working you know all over the show i mean look at look at yourself as an example mm. uh so where we're going to be impacted is by the standards in terms of which the government then start opening up access back to New Zealand. So the first Mm -hmm. one you can think about is, okay, how long are the borders going to be shut for? Because there are a lot of people in terms of tourism, in terms of those who rely on, you know, sending goods in and out inbound and outbound to, to other markets. And uh, those uh, uh, industries are not going to be the same. So uh, there's going to be some real differences in industries going forward. And I think, you know, uh, if you look at some of them that are impacted, already, tourism's one, utilities one, uh, you know probably you know, professional services in terms of where, where people are looking to get support from. Uh, You've got to look at your local, you know your local eateries and your restaurants and your bars and, and those sorts of things. But I think the the big thing for businesses and, and people right now is to plan for that strategy and to start yeah. planning about what the new norm might look like because it won't be the same as what it was before. And I mentioned it earlier, but you've got a lot of people uh, switching who have products and, and going onto e-commerce sites, right? And then you just got to look at the distribution of goods around New Zealand now. So everyone's got excess stock, and you've got all these websites coming up, and people are like, "Yep, well, I can." You know, I didn't used to um, sell pies and and, and and spare ribs and alcohol, but now I can get you those to your door. So you know, those yeah. sorts of proliferations are going on as well. And I think every business now will be looking to have. A lot more of a focus on, on digital, a lot more of a focus on data for prediction and, and analytics, and mm-hmm. um, some cognitive AI capability around, hey, how do I pick my next market? Um, they'll look to use those a lot more, uh, Okay, because I know we are. I know, I know that's what we're doing, right? And we want to try and find and use the, the right data to get us the like right markets as we progress forward as well. Yeah, that, that's how I think it's it's going to kickstart.
0: One of the things I was talking with a uh, Carmen, you say um, uh, from Velocity, was around this idea, and she kind of she summed it up perfectly. She said, you know, like if globalizers we've been, as soon as it goes potentially national again, they're going to want to work with the rest of the world, but simultaneously put up potential a lot of virtual worlds to look after our own. And there's mm. this weird going to be this weird tension of like, yeah, we need to do business with the world, but we need to look out for each other. So do we bring manufacturing back? What? Because and it's got this weird dynamic of of restarting all those global sort of trade relationships back again of like what do they want to be resilient this resilience is going to national resilience is going to be a like a hyper local type type thing that's going to be a funky one to balance we've got um i got a question for you that's come through from jessica smith she's a mba very smart human but looks a bit agribusiness 2020 at harvard business school well okay then jessica uh she says uh, how do we support rural and remote communities to to participate in the digital economy good question
1: Yes, yeah, a great question, and and something that um, we need to be cognizant of is making sure that you know our metropolitan areas have access to a lot of uh, you know the digital fibre and, and, and those sorts of things. And I know you had uh, Jason and and um, and the team from Spark up as well, you know, talking about what what they're doing. Uh, so. Digital technologies already exist for some of those, you know, if I, I think about uh, the ecosystem for agri, uh, you know, farmers and, and those people in the agri sector, agri tech is, is, is huge, uh, but they're connected to other ecosystems. I think that's the first one. So if you have, you know, um, there's a product out there called Figured, which is, a, you know, accounting software for farmers, quite a lot. And and that can then plug into other ecosystems. So it's not just the, the fact of having the digital technology and using Wi-Fi. It's actually what ecosystems do you plug into to actually help What's happening because you can plug into globally a lot of ecosystems, which will give you the information you need, and then you can start procuring and sourcing and working through. Uh, you know the digital componentry you need to actually actually you know, make a difference, particularly for the agri sector, I think the agri sectors is, uh, is a really interesting one because they're getting hit twice right so they've got currently we've got the drought focus in New Zealand. And so that hasn't been great. Uh, and now we've got COVID as well. So you, you've got people that can't you know, drive their stock to markets, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So there's a, there's a double whammy uh, there. And we've got to support this sector through as well because it's still a strong contributor in terms of our, our um, national economy. And you know what? It's um, one of the ones that's going really well because globally people still need our supply. And mm. I don't think it's going to change the uh, soon in that regard.
0: No, I totally agree. Uh, Louis Laddie, founder of League. What's up, Louis? Uh, he says, uh, uh, many business loans have been given lately. What's the increased percentage versus business as usual um, for business loans from from banks? How's how's that gone? Because I know there was a thing the government was saying they'll, they'll back up to, is it 80% of loans up to 500K or something? Is that, did I say that right? Yep.
1: Yeah, so they're, they're, that's the government scheme that they're looking at at the moment, and, uh, you know, that's a really interesting one because everyone's sort of got an idea of what that actually looks like you know I think I know for us and I know all, all the banks have already kicked into gear and in looking at temporary facilities and overdrafts and those sorts of things that were available uh, to people and, and to businesses straight away uh, I know there's been some utilization of that uh, in terms of in terms of what we've seen I, I would say as a general comment overall, we've been you know pleasantly surprised by the strength of some of the businesses in their balance sheets which i think is a good thing uh, people have uh, you know uh, thought further ahead and started to to look at that um I think what will happen in the next little while as we finalize that government scheme with all the banks and we work through, then we'll be able to see how we can actually support uh, businesses, but I will say you know it's not a free hit it's not you can't just rock up and say hey man you give me my $500,000 it's uh, you know there are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are lending standards and, and obligations that that all the banks will be we be obligated to, uh, and and we're just working through that day by day with the government in terms of getting a getting the right processes down, uh, so that we can actually execute that to, to help and support businesses. And look, I, I think you know businesses will range from some some might need thirty thousand, some might need five hundred thousand. It just depends on the size and the industry and it depends on what I said before around making sure you got you got your ducks in a row around. Do I have a good strategy? Have I really looked at my balance sheet? Have I asked all the questions I can around my business to say, okay, can I get some discounted payments from suppliers? Can I extend my payment terms? You know the tax obligations that have been changed out there at the moment are pretty good too. So you can look at you know some of the deferrals changed, and those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, and then you've got other support mechanisms for the banks have got around. You know, there's the um, home loan repayment deferrals or the interest only or the change of repayments. And, and I think having a good conversation with bankers around that is, is really critical to understanding what's the right option for me. You don't just take the first one, go through the options, have that upfront conversation. And and yet we do expect to uh, lend the, the facilities as, as we've talked about and what the government has put out there. And I think they've put out around 6.25 billion across across the uh, bank and financial industry and so i think uh, everyone is, is you know on the line saying yeah we, we expect to lend that and then we'll work with the government uh, as we go forward
0: still you need the you need to be brave to have those conversations with the banks i think this is definitely the key one uh the bro ruben uh, Frizzell, uh says props to our commercial associate that we deal with daniel toy uh with how he helped us out Good job. So you, you can try awesome. and track down Daniel Toy out, out of the 6,500 and say that Ruben has unta- not tagged him in properly into LinkedIn so he doesn't get the plugs to be, be able to see it, and you can track him down. You got, Ruben, tag that shit, man. Sort it out. Uh, secondly, uh, Paul Richards. Hey, guys, how do you see businesses that rely on both one-on-one in-person service and discretionary spend traveling post-lockdown, for example, uh, gyms, personal trainers, hairdressers, etc. Oh, good question. One-to-one services is tricky because you can't, Unless you're like me, you don't have an option for any haircut. You're kind of stuffed, right? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, what do you say there? It's that's, that's a tricky one.
1: Yeah, look, one-to-one um, services and there's there's a lot of them. and like we talked about before, right? there's these uh, micro-type businesses, like hustles, or people who are self-employed who are actually you know selling the services out and about. I think uh, as you go through this, depending on how long lockdown goes for the reboot of the general national economy is where it will start. And so those people on one-to-one services need to make sure they can weather themselves through that, so that when the national economy gets going again, that's where that's where they will kick in. And so that's where the wage subsidies have been designed to help. That's where the you know the home loan and personal loan uh, deferral of repayments have been there to help. That's where like temporary overdrafts are there to help. Uh, and and also in a, in a certain extent the um, business support mechanisms that the government's putting out, uh, they're they're all there to help so that these essential. Uh, one-on-one services that actually drive a part of the economy because you know yeah. they might not be huge, but they drive a big part of the economy because they spend, uh, because yeah. they use that money and they pay mortgages and they you pay rent yeah. and they do all those sorts of sorts of things as well. So I think it's a really it's a really big part of the economy for us and one that we we definitely want to support. But again when the national economy starts taking off, or when lockdown comes off, that's when we'll see pockets of those communities being able to get back out, help their communities, do those haircuts, you know, do those personal training sessions. Um and all and look, some of those not haircuts, but personal um, trainers and those sorts of things can um a lot of them are switched to uh online uh you know digital sessions as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah probably um yeah probably two two points on that depending on what type of one to one is there's an idea around potentially selling your your headspace and your thinking around certain things if you can productize the, an educational component to certain industries where people might want and then secondly i'm imagining i mean if if my barber said hey pre-pay up front for the next five sessions and only pay for two i'd probably do it as well so there might be some different ways so if you either try and virtualize create a digital product or potentially pre-sell future stuff i mean um David Downs did that with Cafe, Cafe SOS. If you go to CafeSOS.com, I think he's turned over like mm-hmm. 350,000 in the last couple of days or something, supporting your local cafe. Um, not potentially not a dumb, dumb idea just to try and keep cash flow rolling could be a thing as well. Um, how many people, I was gonna ask, so how many people report to you under your whole world? A couple of hundred? Is it? Uh, is yeah, it? yeah,
1: yeah. So we've got uh in terms of in terms of my um, functions, we've your, got all the yeah. growth sector guys, so we've got Uh, We've got a working capital trade specialist and sort of specialised solutions team. And there's 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 quite a few people in there. This is right across the country we've got to work in a matrix model so there's there's a uh, you know maybe a hundred odd people in there um where the sector heads across business and commercial uh again make, matrixed into our distribution uh so we we work with them in, in, in a horizontal line and there's a couple of hundred people in there but they're run out of our managing partners and our senior mm-hmm. partners in the network uh and then and the, we also have the uh the SME hubs, and so certainly there is, uh, you know, about 150 odd people in there, that includes our Agri Service Centre, plus our hubs in Christchurch, Hamilton and Auckland. And then there's uh, a performance function that sits in there. So we've got our insights and performance team. Uh, and what else? And we've got our, our business activation, which is really driving what we talked about earlier around tools to market around our navigation of digital, our My Business Live platform, our, our Community 101 uh, set up in Crosschurch, uh, and, and then we've got a few new, new tools coming live to market as well. So they're really driving the innovation of, of digital
0: adoption. And is this all under this- you?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is, <laughs> and then okay. we've got. Oh, yeah. What
0: else? Yeah, keep going. What else you
1: got? <laughs> no, well, the sector heads are they right. So we've got the consumer, this micro, small business sector here as well. But again, make. Obviously, the network's run by the regional general manager where, where the branches and and they, they all sit. So, yeah, we, we cut across the entire partnership banking, which is consumer, uh, micro businesses, small business, business and commercial. Uh, so that's what sort of sits in partnership banking and uh, yeah. we work in that matrix way to support the other uh, GMs that, that are running the other parts of the business.
0: So whereas... Trying to get to you after the Wikipedia of gnarly responsibilities, which are on your your perfectly crisp shoulders, is how do you how are you leading hundreds of people remotely from a room with a good internet connection?
1: Yep. So uh, what we did uh, in terms of our team, we we um, for our I report to Paul Cardo, who's the chief uh, customer officer for partnership banking. Uh, what we did straight away is, you know, we set up as a team the certain aspects of control and who was going to control what what part. And we set up a customer control center, and so all the stuff for cust works through my team. And we got a control center that um, that connects every part of the organization, the enterprise, and everything that people want to touch that hit the front line or hit our hit our bankers. It comes through the control center, and so we set up a daily call uh we've got that daily call going really early just to check in with people and just to mm. say right here's what's coming down the pipe today here's some of the stuff that you're you're feeding back it's a two way two way perspective with our people a chance for us to connect to them and a chance for them to say oh, shucks i've got some problems you know where do i yep. go I, I don't this is new and so we we've, we've set up in, in the control center a response delivery team and the response delivery team has got everybody uh, cross functionally from across the bank who can be the right decision maker for that policy change, or for this to happen, so that they're not actually going, you know, here, there, and everywhere. Cross-functioning, we're all together as well. So, so speed, we have, uh, speed calls. is
0: plugged in, yeah.
1: Speed is plugged in, and and we're working around the clock to, to make some pretty dynamic changes, and you know, I was so really, really, really proud of of the team and the effort that they've, you know, driven for our customers. Mm. And um, we, we've had some really, really lovely customer feedback as as well. Um, we, we probably won't always get it right, um, but there'll be some customers that that won't have great feedback too. But what we'll do is we'll listen to that and we'll take that on board and we'll we'll look to change that. So that's how how we've done it. We have a team's call. Uh, every day, uh, just either with our branch network on one day and with our senior leaders on the other day. And we've just this week started to lengthen that out. And each every second day, we, we, we're publishing our um, customer centre updates in terms of what's really important. We've linked them all up to our knowledge-based systems and everything else so that people can just go to one place, connect in, this is what I need to know, this is how I can help my customer, bang. And
0: um, Do you, and we've do you wear that? that- do you wear your suit jacket with your name badge on it for your morning course?
1: No, I don't. I, I actually try and get a little, bit <laughs> I of knew keep, you did it.
0: I don't know why you dress. I was like, you got your name badge on in your house, in your room. <laughs> it's so good. I, wanna, I, I
1: just want to feel, you know, feel a little bit like you're, you're in the environment, but no, I don't. No, we had, if... um,
0: you should. I was gonna say you should be there with like one of those like Billy Billy T singlets with the yellow thing on, and then just have all, you, your big. You've got like the fancy like. Are those like printed out of like fake Harvard docs on the wall there? You're trying to flex on us with all oh, your yeah. education shit.
1: Like <laughs> they're everywhere. I just put them up everywhere now. Just print them off every day. That's because that's all you can do.
0: This is this is mine. Absolutely, I I have nothing. <laughs> I have I have absolutely nothing. Um, so I actually got two things. Uh Kanui jumps in. Ngāti perau laugh if I ever heard one. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> Ch- appreciate it. Oh, Dan Walker, the bro, Dan, te Um, Taranaki in the oh, house, Māori orakana. Shot Dan, he's such a good bastard. Hello, Dan. Um, so we come out of this. It's a reset. I've been thinking about this idea of PCAC, pre-corona, after corona, mindset shift, reimagine, yada, 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 new world, new day for new New Zealand. If you had to wipe the site clean and you think about where New Zealand could be and what it looks like, if you sprinkle your l- little fancy you know, kind of dust over it. What does is, what is amazingness look like for a new New Zealand?
1: Big question. Um, it's what we're here
0: to do, mate. This, this, this is a hard yeah, that's
1: <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah I, I, I get it. Uh, look, a, a new New Zealand, certainly from, from my perspective, I think we've got to ask ourselves a simple question. And, and that the first simple question is, how do we not go back? How do we not go back to fall into where we were before? Because through this period, uh, we've made so many changes as a country, as people. And, and, you know, technology, digital is just one, but actually how we learn and then how we share. And so I think we will start to see the new New Zealand start to come out of this. I think new business models will emerge out of it. Like any disruption to, to markets and economies, new business models come out of it you know go to the gfc what came out of that well huge proliferation in platform based companies so come into this what's going to come out of this and so that's where i'm i'm, I'm thinking around the connectivity of data and information and and how you can accelerate um, you know you know business both nationally and and, and cross border because you can achieve the connectivity and the relationship engagement but do it this way Um, but Mm. you can also achieve the feel-good, the sensory, the smell, the touch, the like, because when a product turns up, you get that feeling. So Mm. I think we're going to get a lot of new business models out of this. I think we're going to see some industry consolidations on naturally and stuff like this. You do. There's forever the opportunists that um, that, that, that come out of this. Um, Ultimately, what I'd like to see is people – plugged into the necessary information sets to actually help drive their business. Hmm. Uh, that's what I'd like to see, uh, because I think if you can do that, you're going to be more informed and you're going to be better prepared for the next time something like this happens. And not only that, you're going to have a better business. Uh, hmm. So if you're into your, um, you know, for us, our my business live platforms, and you got the right content connected to it plus the right apps and the right ecosystems that you're participating in, the chances are something like this happens again, you may be impacted, but you'll survive and create something new out of it. So mm. so that's what it looks like for me, um, Robert. I'm I'm really hoping that we've got some great new business models and people really caring about, uh, actually, I need to look at things a little bit differently.
0: Don't go back. I think that's the key. But yep, uh, before we leave, uh, Kodoku says, are you involved with the uh, NILS program for struggling whanau during isolation phase, Good Shepherd Microfinance? What is NILS? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's a non-interest uh, bearing loan. So ah, um, do got, yeah. Yeah, we do that. Yep. Yeah. So we've got a we've got a, a cool program at our community finance, run by a great lady called Frances uh, Ronowitz, and she. Uh, yes, we have. We've increased our, we've increased our support of the uh, nil interest loans. Uh, are for for people struggling, so that came out uh, today, and uh, our, our community finance team with Good Shepherd uh, are looking to to get a lot more active in that space. So yes, we are, and uh, yes, cool. we are driving that as well. Yep, so um, that's where we we go to communities and support people who can't afford, you know, the normal uh, loan regime but are good people and just need a hand, and so they don't get charged. Uh, that's awesome. On that loan. Yeah, we, we've awesome. been doing it for about five six years.
0: You should get louder about that. That's great. Um, That's what. Finally, is. before yeah, yeah, Uh, Finally, before we leave, we've got a, a massive favour all the way in from Talia. Wear your wig, Kana. <laughs> <laughs> so, what 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 is what is this wig that we are talking about? What how, uh, how flexy is the wig? <laughs>
1: yeah so well this is what i was
0: talking about before um, are you building culture things, is this what's happening you're building culture the, what are you doing
1: yeah <laughs> well look one of the things is we're connecting to our people is to working from home and, and working remotely is um you know sometimes difficult for for people and you got to remember you can't be in fight or flight mode all the time and i think in, in crisis times people can end up being in fight or flight mode so there's high levels of cortisol and, and people are always on the edge and what I try and do, and tomorrow, Talia, I can tell you, I'll be doing something special tomorrow. Uh I do a, a bit of a something different each week, and just uh, last week I, I got I got online on Friday, at a funny Friday, and I uh, my kids dressed me up, and then we put some music on, and I dance and just show people. Uh, you still you know, got A it. little bit of light. you still got the one two step, uh, yeah, the old, the old kind of <laughs> shuffle. And I hit it with a one. Just a one step, but I know. One week I wore a wig, and tomorrow I've got something special planned. Well,
0: so I don't know if I should be like real stoked or disappointed. Stoked that you're doing that for the rest of your team, or when you come on with me, then you wear a suit jacket with your name badge on it, and you're wearing wigs and dress ups and dancing for everyone else. Wow, I'm in the wrong now, profession. Maybe I should go into banking. <laughs> <You>
1: should,
0: <yeah. laughs> this is
1: this is this is how you need to see me, though. You always we're always catching up casually. So I drew this is yeah. my dress up for you
0: oh th- okay, okay 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 <laughs> hey uh before we go uh, melanie BDR, oh head of strategic partnerships from asbc great interview thanks for betting Kana. oh thanks mel she rules thanks Mel.
1: much appreciated
0: sure hey um, i know you are am um, extremely busy man your team uh you're um i've been vetted by about 25 of your different pr and hr crew just make sure i don't say the word shit. i didn't talk about anything <laughs> sketchy um and you know like i think I think we yeah. both know. I just can't be controlled. So either we we roll like we roll, or it'll be fine. The intent's yeah. good. Execution all good. sometimes a little off. It's fine.
1: <laughs> all good. Oh yeah, good p- appreciate Thank you, you.
0: bro. It's been mean. I'm really, really good. i even just a bunch of stuff, and it's it is cool. I like just seeing the the co opetition that exists when when like Kiwi-dim's just rising on top above all the other bullshit. It's like no, no. Let's help yeah. Kiwis. Let's do good stuff next. You know, I, I think yeah. it's it's been cool to see that if you look at other parts of the world it's there's it's very um me me stuff everyone else not we we let's grow together and it's been become very clear there's like this i'm calling this kind of unity of purpose i i I stole it off rob campbell around what this means for the nation of where it could go yes there's you know medical stuff we want to get through that financially there's a stuff but there's this huge community angle about about each other which i think is really important that we don't don't lose sight of either which it feels like we haven't which makes me feel yeah. Very proud to be a Kiwi. It's cool.
1: Yeah. Can I, my last thought would be the the way we get through this is to, you know, people talk about banks and people talk about economies and stuff, but I think this is bigger than that. The way we get through this is we have to deal with the health first. We have to deal with the health of the nation and the health of the world. And then when you can deal with those things and when you get that, you know, in a, in a good space, uh, then you can use monetary or fiscal policy to start the stimulus but to do mm. anything else other than that, to you know, we have to start there, and that's all of us. That's banks. That's companies. That's individuals. We've got to start there first. So we can't fix anything if we can't fix, you know, the, the health of the nation first.
0: Now, I didn't know you're also a politician too, bro. Are you? Are you rolling? You roll into that space? Jeez. No. 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 <laughs> hey, appreciate your time, brother. Much love, like kind of. I uh, know you're busy and tapped and you've been working twenty-hour days for the last month so I, we on behalf of all of us have a whiskey for me oh
1: eh? well man thank you very much and stay safe everyone uh, lovely to catch up
0: shot brother talk to you soon catch you bro bye later bro chat boss dogger Karna Luke. uh gm smees and enterprise partnerships at uh at bnz very cool smart i'm ridiculously disappointed that he decided to turn up wearing you Know a suit jacket with his name badge on it, and he's dressing up as with some flipping mullet head or some shit doing dances for the rest of his bank team. Man, banking switches style up. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. Big, big, another day. As I said, I apologize, I didn't do more earlier today. I was actually had a seven hour uh, high tech judging awards, which I've been doing non stop all through the day. Um, so I literally finished that, it's now. 10 47 p.m where i'm in san fran uh and then so we went from straight back into it but tomorrow we've got uh, a bunch more crew that's going to be happening we'll just check it out in the morning uh thanks so much to all the guests um i just i did a a list of all the people that we've had on so far all the the, the homies that are in the network so far and shit it's been awesome just seeing the caliber of the level conversations the the ideas the thinking the um, just the intent, the empathy, the leading with love, the the, the forward future thinking cool shit with, with what New Zealand can be. Um, and I think, you know, kind probably put it really right. Let's not, um, yeah, don't go back, you know? Let's not go back. There's so many cool things which technology can enable and clearly has been able to um, withstand the pressures of, you know, billions of dollars and lots of people and millions of people. So it's been really cool as well. So stay safe, everybody. And uh, until then, I'll see you guys soon. And if you have some spare time, Please watch Tiger King. That shit is wild. Wild. See you soon. Doses.